Hello, this is Robert Rickover. I'm an Alexander Technique teacher in Lincoln, Nebraska. I also teach in Toronto, Canada. And my guest today is Robin Gilmore, who's an Alexander Technique teacher who lives in Annapolis, Maryland. And she also runs an Alexander Technique training course in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, and we're going to talk to, we're talking today about how the Alexander technique has been helpful for people who've had surgery. And in the case of Robin, she had a hip replacement roughly two months ago. Robin, welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I, I want to get to your experiences with the operation in a moment. But could you give our listeners a brief description of the Alexander Technique? Um, sure. Well, I would say my definition du jour, because my mm -hmm. definition is constantly changing. Sure. Is, would be, it's how to learn how to get out of your own way to mm -hmm. accomplish whatever you want to do in life with more ease and efficiency and clarity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you had this operation. Uh, I assume you were, uh, I guess maybe they don't have people stay in the hospital anymore for that, right? You went home right away? Yeah. Yeah, this uh, is a new thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's this, my procedure was called an anterior procedure, which means they go in through the front. So right. it's much for people who've had what I call the old school hip replacement. Right. Like ten or ten or more years ago, mm -hmm. that was much more involved and, and did require a hospital stay. But right. now right. and and oddly enough, um, you know, we are in a global pandemic. Yes, and we so are. The fact that I could have my surgery at an outpatient center right really in it enabled me to have it done I, I mean it was postponed once because everything was shut down briefly mm -hmm. but um yeah uh, so you get home with this uh surgery and i'm gonna guess that there were some uh, some movement issues that you needed to address yeah well i'm I'm a dancer and a mover and a movement expert. And I made it, before the surgery, I made it absolutely clear to everyone, including the surgeon, that I live in a third floor walk-up apartment. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, that won't be a problem. It'll be slow, but you'll get up there. So that was mind blowing. So this apparatus, I'll call it, is, yeah. is ready to receive your full weight right away. Uh -huh. But there are certain movements that you're not allowed to do for a while. So mm -hmm. even so, in order to be discharged after the surgery, they had a, th a physical therapist walk me up and down a, a hallway and up and down a flight of stairs. Mm -hmm. And then they sent me home four and a half hours later. And I, I had help, obviously, getting up yeah. all those stairs. I had yeah. one 
person in front of me with a walker. So when mm -hmm. I got up to the landing, I could use the walker. Mm -hmm. And one person behind me, just in case. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. right. So, how did you use your Alexander knowledge to to perhaps speed up the recovery process or make it smoother? Sure. Well, prior to the surgery, I did a, I really did my research and my homework and mm -hmm. I was well prepared. Mm -hmm. um, but prior to the surgery, they sent a physical therapist to my apartment to, to do what they call a home check, you know, just to make mm -hmm. sure I could maneuver around, how to use a walker, etc. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that he wanted me to do, I just kind of laughed and I said, well, you know what? I kind of teach people how to do this. Right, <laughs> right. Going up and down stairs and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I told every, I, I was the poster child for compliance when mm -hmm. it came to the therapy, but at the same time, um, I, knowing what I do about movement, and efficiency of movement, I was able to carry out the, the physical therapy exercises, I think much more efficiently and mm -hmm. therefore much more effectively mm -hmm. than other folks, perhaps. Right. Now, did you use, for example, Alexander Technique directions as a way of moving more easily? Um, well, the first few days, obviously, I was on pain medication. Right. And, you know, the, so the main thought was, is this going to hurt? You know, right. because, it, because if you move a certain way too quickly, it was like a shark bite in mm -hmm. my thigh. It was, it was that extreme. Mm -hmm. So in, in those instances, I certainly used... Um, pausing and coming back to my breath quite a bit. Right, because right. Uh -huh. If you have a sort of pain episode, you tend to sort of, you know, and tighten everything and, and, and hold your breath. So I, I would just sort of pause, find my ground, mm -hmm. and, and just breathe and, mm -hmm. until I could sort of think a little clearer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But certainly doing the, some of the um, physical therapy exercises are quite similar to what's known as the procedures in the Alexander technique. Oh, okay. What Alexander folks called monkey. Monkey, right. Uh, Maybe they, for our audience, we should explain what monkey is. It's basically lowering your height, right? Yeah. Bending your knees, ankles. Hips. And hip joints. Hip joints. And the yeah. physical therapy term for that is a mini squat, which essentially oh, okay. it's the same is, thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's as if you're going to sit in a chair, but you're not. But you start that movement. Right. Right. Yeah. And did you find that helpful? Well, I I sort of was chuckling because they like you to do 30 repetitions of everything mm -hmm. that's the magic number in physical therapy 
So in the Alexander technique, you know, we might spend more time thinking mm -hmm. in, a, in advance of moving before we say, get out of a chair or go from what we call monkey or mini squat mm -hmm. and then pause and think about that. Well, it, that's sort of quite different from pumping out 30 reps. So I had right, to get a, right. a, a balance that felt right for me so that I wasn't just becoming mechanical mm -hmm. and bored because mm -hmm. that, that, that just didn't work for me. So w would you say that like that, that physical therapy, we'll call it exercise, for you it would be in your mind a monkey, that the difference between what, how you approached it and how maybe most people would take that advice is you added a level of mindfulness to the movement mm -hmm. and a kind of a mindfulness that at least in my experience most physical therapists don't teach or perhaps know about uh, and 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 that i would think would make a huge difference in the quality of that movement Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. by quality, I would in, sort of include putting a minimal amount of stress on that on the joint that could cause you pain, the 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 new joint, as it were, mm -hmm. that area of your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is that that was your experience with with uh, doing yeah, those? Yeah, certainly, and and. Early on, some of the exercises that were more difficult for me mm -hmm. um, because they were painful, mm -hmm. you know, I would make the choice just not to do them because if I'm straining and tightening my neck and sort of grimacing just to get through it, what is the point? You know, if the point is to um, allow muscles to activate in a healthy way. I, so I, I made some choices uh, when, the when the therapist wasn't there, like doing them on my own. Right. To, to, well, if I could do going from, from sitting to standing without mm -hmm. hands, that was another one that um, at, at the beginning was rather challenging. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was one that I really worked my way into because again, what's the point of just powering through 30 of those with bad coordination? Right, yeah, that that's the thing. That... A, a pattern of getting, standing up with bad coordination. So that's where Alexander folk, mm -hmm. I think are at a great advantage because we understand how efficiently a movement can be done. And that's what we're aiming for. And I would guess, like if they say, well, you need to do X number of repetitions of some movement, like 30, uh, it, just do them, uh, as opposed to maybe 10 or 15 mindfully done my guess would be, I'm not a physical therapist, I'm 
not a medical person, but I would think doing the smaller number of mindful movements is going to do you a lot better good in the short and long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, right. that, that was sort of my philosophy and my approach throughout. And now it's two, two months in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what can you do right now? Or maybe I should ask, what can't you do right now at oh. this point? Well, it, there, there were certain movements that I was not allowed to do for mm -hmm. about the first six weeks because just because of the, you know, where the incision is and, and how the apparatus moves. So I, I was not allowed to take my leg into extension, which means take the leg behind. Right, right. Or into rotation. That was not allowed. So a lot of, you know, so walking was great, but I couldn't sort of pivot. I had to sort of take little baby steps anytime I wanted to turn oh, 90 degrees. Right, right. Because I couldn't turn, I couldn't rotate. So, I, but as a dancer and choreographer, I just made it fun, you know, yeah. what, what yeah. was a limitation, you know, again, because if I, if I was getting bored and mechanical, it, it, it was just not, not going to serve me. So right. at, the, at the six week visit with my surgeon, he cleared me to do all those movements. So then that opened up sort of a whole range of motion that I hadn't been able to do for six weeks. So that, that was like a whole second, second wave mm -hmm. of movement. So at this point, can you, can you get around and do most things? Like, I don't know, go for, you can go for a walk, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. you get into a car and drive and yeah, I go was shopping here. at the supermarket? Yeah, I was Stuff cleared. Like that. I was cleared to drive after two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, which now again, I live in a third floor walk up. Right. So any the first week, you know, I had friends staying with me and, and people bringing my mail and my newspaper. Yeah. But um, I would say after about a week and a half, when the physical therapist was still coming to my home. Mm -hmm. um i said you know I, i'd like to come down out of this tower can i go downstairs he goes sure and then i did so well he said well you can just go outside because i live there's there's water and a, and a lake i can see the bay the chesapeake bay from where i live mm -hmm. so after the first week and a half i was able to go down all those stairs and outside and do my physical therapy outdoors by the water. So that was. Oh, that, yeah, that would make a huge difference, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so is, is there anything else that you, from your experience with uh, surgery and the aftermath, as it were, uh, that you would want to add for people who might want to consider using Alexander technique as part of their rehabilitation process? Well, um, I would say start learning about Alexander before the surgery. Absolutely. Be yeah. Thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're thinking clearly. Yeah. Um, and, and also everybody is different. And this, this, this was emphasized, you know, by everyone in the medical profession and mm -hmm. all the, is everybody is individual mm -hmm. and each person's recovery is unique and individual. Mm -hmm. um, I, I knew, I was pretty sure I would do well just because I'm in very good shape. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm a dancer, um, but just I'm in good health too. Right you know and not not so again everybody has their own um adjacent health issues that that's that will factor in right but right. certainly knowing about the alexander principles um just enabled me to just swim i mean now it wasn't always easy and there was pain right. involved so i would i would say to people um, anybody who knows a dancer, dancers have a very high pain threshold, you know, right. like I've, I've performed with broken bones in my foot, you know, yeah. who, yeah. who hasn't, you know, <laughs> like that's a normal that, That's thing. what I've observed over <laughs> the years. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, and so I had all of these prescription medications, not all of them were for pain. But mm -hmm. there were several levels of pain meds. Right. Um, but I really listened to um, the medical professionals. They said, don't wait until you're in a total pain crisis. Stay ahead of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I really, I said, okay, so I've put myself on a schedule mm -hmm. for taking those medications particularly for the first week. Mm -hmm. Because again, once your pain goes off the charts. Right, then, then it, that's tricky, then it becomes. Then yeah. it, it, it's just like you, you're you wiped out for a day. Or then in my case, I had my strongest pain medication. I referred to it as the nuclear option. Right. Because it right. was a narcotic, you know, it was. Yeah, like, yeah. So like if this one doesn't work and this one doesn't work, that's your last option. So I, I really followed a regimen with those other ones. And, mm -hmm. But two times I needed, I needed to pull out the nuclear option and I was glad I had it. You know, because again, if you're just writhing in pain, that you're not, you're not helping your recovery sure. at all. So. Right. So it's not as though the Alexander technique in itself is going to take care of everything um, yeah. by any means, but it can certainly make the process easier and 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 uh, perhaps a bit faster. I would think too. Yeah, I I I think so. I think so. So this could be a good place to bring our conversation to a close. Um, my guest today has been Robin Gilmore. She's an Alexander Technique teacher in Annapolis, Maryland. She runs an Alexander Technique training course in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, if you live near either of those locations uh, and you want to study the Alexander Technique in person when that becomes possible again, uh, I'll be putting a link to her site by the interview 
give her a, give her a call or send her an email. She'd love to hear from you. So, uh, Robin, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been my pleasure, Robert.